This episode is with Casey Taylor, who's the current football coach at Capital Christian High School and was previously the coach at Del Oro High School, and he's been a kind of a partner with the Character Combine for a long time. That was awesome. That was a really good yeah. um, episode with him. He has a lot, of, a lot of good information and things that I just didn't think that a coach would do as as far as like team culture goes right and so right. i don't want to give too many things away but like it was no, that's just... good <laughs> that's good and that's a it's yeah. a no that's a great point because he has a lot because he has a lot of coaching experience and he's right. got a lot of things to say but it's very focused you know right. it's it wasn't i think it's safe to say that he doesn't do anything on the field or off the field that's not um with the team in mind, you know, yeah. his, and it was very obvious that the kids came first, the kids right. that he's coaching came first. And some of the things that he does to build up a great team culture, stuff that he did at Del Oro, that he, he's, he tried to implement at Capital. some of the stuff worked, some of it didn't. Right. And just his mindset towards, you know, all of that and everything that goes into being a, a good role model for your athletes and even his coaching staff and right. their families yeah. was really cool. Yeah. So, um, I think everybody's going to really enjoy this episode. Yeah, I think so too. And I think just even like, I guess wherever you are, you're a new coach, you're not a coach, you've coached for 20 years, wherever you are, like, it's just really, it's going to be really good to listen to him and just how he talks about establishing his team culture within his team, his coaching staff and with families. That was a really good one. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, enjoy this next episode. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine, Character Combine. Yeah. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I am Josh Takimoto. And I'm Deb McCollum. And today we have Capital Christian High School football coach Casey Taylor with us. What's going on, coach? Not much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad you were, we were able to finally make this happen. Um, you've been connected to the Combine for a long time, so it, it kind of just made sense to have Casey on here at some yeah. point. So, uh, what, 12 episodes deep? 13? Yeah. 14? Yeah. We finally got you. Right. Yeah, well, I appreciate you giving the opportunity. Uh, Combine's been really big to me yeah. throughout my coaching career and has meant a lot. So anything I can do to help the cause and talk about character and character combine in general, I'd love to be a part of it. Awesome, man. We appreciate it. So uh, something we started doing, what, two guests ago? Yeah. Was warm-up questions. So we got three yeah. random warm-up questions. They're goofy, they're silly, but it's a, it's a fun way to get the podcast started. So, Deb, what's the warm-up? All right. The All first right. warm-up question is, if you were stuck on a 10-hour flight, who would you like to sit next to and why? Hmm. It's funny. I'm flying out to, to, tomorrow to Baltimore. It's only That's five right. hours. I didn't, I didn't think about perfect. that. But, uh, perfect. You know, uh, <laughs> dead or alive or what have you. Sure. Yeah. I'd say Jesus Christ, to be honest with you. Okay. I think that, um, you that know, obviously safe. my faith. Yeah, <laughs> that well, flight's safe. Be safe but flight. just, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just the most amazing person I know. You know, okay. it would be interesting Great. to have, uh, you know, 10 hours. That would be a, a blessing. Awesome. So. I won't ask you this, but it, a more interesting question might be, who would you not want to sit next to you that you actually know? Oh, <laughs> Just put them on blast. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, I don't know. Not? I, would, I don't okay. know the <laughs> answer. You know, probably, uh, you know, you obviously want to be comfortable on a plane. So sure. I guess, right. you know, somebody that's not uh, <laughs> overly, you know, make it uncomfortable or smells or somebody like that. But I ain't, right. I ain't going to give nobody's name. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm sure you have some yeah, names, though, don't you? Line, no. though. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. That's awesome. Next question. What is something you hate but you wish you loved? Hmm. I am. Um, I'm a real picky eater. 
So oh, okay. I don't. I really don't like uh, vegetables or salads and <laughs> things like that. So obviously that hurts when you're trying to uh, watch what you're eating and things sure. like that. So I would say I wish uh, I hate vegetables, but I wish I loved right. vegetables. That's funny. I have a coworker who says she's allergic to vegetables. So yeah, well, that's what yeah. she goes off. There of. you go. She's like, I'm allergic. I can like, how can you that. argue with that? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I can't force him to eat it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then last, last question. If you got stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to only one song, what would it be? Mm, one song. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I like uh, so many different, uh, you know, genres, yeah. and you know, about one song. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I can't think off can't the top of my head. Of uh, um, what would be something recently, I guess. On the uh, what about an album? Would that be album? easier? Yeah, yeah, I would say I, I really like country music. I like country music a little more now. Okay. So you know, now with uh, Spotify or those yeah. types of things, you yeah. really don't listen to an album. But I'd probably listen to some type of country playlist type of thing. I would say. Okay. Nice. And not to offend you, but that would be like my worst nightmare. <laughs> if I got stuck in an elevator, yeah. country music, you don't like country music? Ooh, not at all. Okay, I know what I'm going to sing yeah. next time. Oh, I'm please a, don't. I'm going to sing a country song. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate you appreciate back? you answering those questions. Um, so, so we had talked about it a little bit off mic. You've been involved with the Character Combine from the very beginning. Yes. So where were you? Where were you coaching when you first got involved with Character? Uh, I was Combine? at Delaware High School. I had. Okay. Um, I'd been to Delaware. I'd, previously before Capital for 15 years. It's my second year at Capital. But uh, I believe it was about five or six years through my tenure at Del Oro. I got a, um, an Evite in my mailbox at school as a teacher. You get a bunch of them. You're kind of going through it. And I kind of saw Character Combine. I thought it was a little different because at the time there were – there's still a lot of combines today, but at that, that time there was a lot of, uh, you know, workout combines that were kind of a big thing. And so sure. it was – in when I saw the character, it kind of got me um, thinking a little bit. Um, and then when I saw Jason Harper was involved, I went to school with a guy named Jason Harper, who I wasn't sure that was the Jason Harper I went right. to school with, right. and I kind of filed it. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, there was another one in there, and so I was like, well, maybe this is uh, – so I called the number, and I realized it was him and kind of connected cool. with him a little bit. And, uh, you know, I was, I've always, I was always a uh, – I believe a character-driven coach, and I always believed in uh, good sportsmanship and doing things right, and you know, first class and no class. I always talked about and trying mm -hmm. to try to do it the right way, make a relationship with kids. Um, but I really didn't. So when, he, when they went to it and asked me to go, I go, well, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go check it out and see what it's all about, and uh, it really changed my life. Cool. Awesome. You know, something. So obviously, you've been with the combine prior to me being with the combine and working with them, and. So basically, right when I started, I met Casey, mm -hmm. and I've had the opportunity to check out some of your strength and conditioning mm -hmm. um, sessions, some of your practices, your games, all that stuff. And the thing that always, and I, something I was telling Deb, the thing that always stuck out to me about your teams, uh, specifically at Delaro, and then obviously now here, yeah. is the kind of culture, the team culture you created. Yeah. Um, everything from the team dinners to the way practice was run to the fact that everybody had to be wearing the same uniform and saying, you know, socks a certain way and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that always just really impressed me. And the way you watched your practice, it was like a well-oiled machine. And so, you know, how important is it to, as a coach, to develop like a culture, not just, you know, show up and, and coach some kids on a sport, but like to actually develop a culture for your entire program, not just yeah. the varsity level, but all the way down to maybe even the junior level. No, I think that's a, a huge part of it, you know, and I felt like at Del Oro, we, we did a great job of that. And that's kind of been one of the challenges since I've been here at Capital with different dynamics. But I think that's where it really starts. Um, and I think if you're a character-based driven program, which we are, um, it all starts with your relationship with your kids first. I think that um, the kids don't really care about what you know until they know you care about them. So I think that was something that um, is very important to me to make a relationship with the kids and then really finding ways to um, demonstrate 
good attributes, you know. So I think that that was something we really focused on. Obviously, there's a, a skill level and those types of things, but what's important on your campus, how's your campus run? You got to get a lot of great coaches around you that believe in the same philosophy. I've had a lot of mm-hmm. coaches that, uh, you know, might have been NFL guys that might know a lot, but they weren't always about kids. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about, um, you know, really accepting and embracing your role once your role is defined within our program. And I think a lot of that's finding right like men that uh, and in women that um, really get it's about the kids. And so for me, you know, football's a uh, football's kind of that platform. I see football as a vehicle to teach life lessons to kids. To me, it's like sports ministry. And I think anytime we have uh, issues in our program, we always go back to if it's really about the kids and you really look into the mirror and talk about it, it really the answer is there for you. It's not about what we should or shouldn't do or you get frustrated and things like that. So our program's really been based around the kids. And I think you got to find things through trial and error. Um, you mentioned some things at Del Oro with wearing the same things. You know, one of them was we did. We, I don't like anybody wearing number one. It seems kind of trivial, but to me, number one, if you look at teams, is kind of the number one guy on the team. It's kind of all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like I don't like names on the back. You know, I don't like uh, Taylor or Johnson or whatever. Right. I feel it kind of, um, you know, it's about you. It's not about the team. So those are a couple things. Um, he said, back to looking the same. We all wore black shoes. So we all wore black shoes. It was right. a little tiny thing that didn't probably seem like that much. But to me, it was teaching little things, the little tiny things and being one, being united. So I think there's ways you can do stuff like that through culture. Now, I might be thinking of something different because yeah. I know this happened for, on the, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Was there a situation where a kid showed up without black cleats and you guys took a, a Sharpie to it? Oh, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd tell them to Sharpie them. We spray painted them. We've uh, yeah. put tape on them. So we've yeah. kind of done that. Um, so there's, you know, <laughs> there's just thing. It was kind yeah. of a pride thing, you know? Yeah. So there, I was very fortunate. I took over at a Del Oro that they did have, they had a lot of tradition. I took over cool. for some great coaches. And so a lot of the, the culture in the community, the football was important there. It really mm-hmm. was. Football was important in the Loomis area and Del Oro. So it wasn't as hard to get the kids to, work hard and show up because it had already kind of been set. We took it to some different levels, I felt. Um, you know, so the challenge here at Capitol is um, kind of taking a smaller school. You know, we only have 200 boys on, on the campus, mm-hmm. um, and we only have wow. about 50 or 60 within our program. We've got to find ways to do things a little bit different to, to create that. You know, sure. um, you know, one thing that stands out to me, I went to a clinic about 10, 15 years ago, and uh, Grant Taft, who's the, the president of the AFCA, just said, mm-hmm. you know, they're – 68% of the kids today don't have a positive male role model in their mm-hmm. lives. And I think that's very huge. And yeah. myself included, I had my dad was great when I was young. Um, he was a Vietnam vet. And I think when I was up until my 12, up until I was 12, he was my little league coach. And uh, he just had a lot of issues and got into drugs, was in jail um, and kind of left. But the, the coaches who took over once I left and were in high school were kind of my mentors. Um, in my family, we there was nobody that went to college. There was nobody that it was just graduate and go on. And I think through the coaches and athletics, I was able to go on to college and get my degree and then get back wrapped into coaching coaching after college. And then, um, you know, getting my teaching credential and my, into my master. A lot of that was based off of coaches. So they really had big impacts on me. So I think with our program, it's really our guys understanding the impact we have as coaches to these kids. And, you know, we want to we win every game and we want to do some things. But it's really not about winning. It's about – setting that tone and giving these kids uh, life skills so when they leave our program they're you know they're good husbands they're good fathers and they're good good citizens and um, I know it's very broad but just trying to find things within that culture to make that happen and we go through a lot of ups and downs I mean there's uh, mm-hmm. a lot of you know my career I've been to uh, you know 
weddings and uh, kids, guys graduating from college and, you know, great honors. And I've also been to, uh, you know, funerals, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been to things like that and sure. had players in and out of jail and mm-hmm. things like that. So you're not always going to win. But uh, one thing I learned through Character Combine is, you know, how do you define success, you mm-hmm. know, and success, um, we'll find out our impact on these kids, you know, 10, 15 years down the road. Mm-hmm. So we're still waiting to see how good we did and 10 years ago on the right. field, you know, so I think that's sure. very important to keep in context. And again, if it's really about the kids and really trying to create culture, you know, what are those ways to help them out? So, you know, here are some things we do. I really feel, you know, you got to take time to talk about it. So being at a faith-based uh, school now, it's, you know, every, every day after practice, we have about five minutes of fellowship and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about uh, things going on in our lives, oh, cool. uh, letting the kids know we love them. I think that's something that um, is very important that the kids know that we love them, we tell them we love them. And I think that today, in today's society, a lot of people don't tell people they love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, especially sometimes parents at home or people that are uh, there. So I think with our kids at first coming here and telling them we loved them, I think they're kind of looking at us a little weird. But I think that was a lot of our success this year. Our first year, we had a good year, lost in the first round of the playoffs, which was probably the best thing for us because we really had to, we were really talented, but I don't know if we loved one another. Mm-hmm. And I think this last year, by doing, you know, barbecues and just hanging out and listening to some music and having fun, we really got to where we loved one another. And I think last year was just a great, great example of that. It, was, it wasn't a lot of different guys on the team. It was just people cared about one another. And it's amazing what you can create once people on your in your team and in your program really do care one about each other and love one another. They want to do great things. And I think our season was a good tribute to that, you know. Um, and it's got to be everybody in your program. It's got to be from your administration to your coaching staff to your support staff to your players to uh, you know your ball boys and all that. I think um, one thing that's very important is everybody's got to feel a part of the family, and it's it's hard to do, but you got to always be evaluating your program and your culture and uh, making sure everybody's feeling a part of the process. Wow, wow. I think that just sports in general are so girls and boys are so hardcore and so competitive and this is what we need to do to get the job done i think that i think that that's great that you guys talked about loving each other because that can be so overlooked in a program like that to me i mean maybe Mm -hmm. i just don't know or don't have enough experience coaching um at different schools but in our our school the team i coached with did a good job of making sure everyone was nice to each other and Mm -hmm. had love for one another but to just like make sure you you could they love each other and to as a coach let them know that you love them is um i think unheard of which and but it's a good thing yeah it's an awesome thing i think i think that that's important i think it's important that they understand where you came from and you talk you got to talk about some of your failures and that you struggle like you're a broken man and you're trying to do things and i'm working hard Mm -hmm. every day to try to be a better husband and a better dad and to um I'm fortunate to have my boy. He's in the program with us and being a mm. ball boy. But it's important for me to demonstrate what a, a good dad looks like. And, you know, when he's around my family about what, you know, a good husband does. I mean, I think it's trying to give the kids, uh, um, you know, good role models and showing them yeah. some ways they can do right. some things. And, you know, we try to do we, – we have team dinners and team breakfasts and things like that. We try to bring in speakers that can kind of relate on different things. And, you know, seasons are up and down, peaks and valleys, and sure. you're going to have real highs and real lows at times. Yeah. So we try to bring people in that fit kind of where our moment is on our field. And I think that's kind of been a, been good for us through the years. Right. No, that's cool. And I love hearing that because, I mean, how many times have we wrapped up a podcast? And we've talked about self-worth. We've talked right. about um, yeah. all these things. And we, yeah. we, we turn the mics off. It's like, 
that kind of mushy? Is that like, mushy? Was that, yeah. that, was that too much of that topic? Or right. if we're talking about sports, is that too much? Mm-hmm. So hearing you say that's kind of cool because I think it yeah. makes us realize, okay, we're kind of we were on the right track with some of those topics because it's what athletes need. You know, it whether is. you think right. it's mushy or not, yeah. you got to talk about and it. Re- and it's real life stuff. You know, it's sure. it's um, where we feel like by being vulnerable with our players and talking about stuff. Um, it kind of opens the doors where they feel a little more uh, open to have those discussions. Yeah. You know, what I found with kids is, like I said, once they know you care about them, they're they're going to open up. You know, and uh, you can get a good pulse of where your team's at. And uh, when you don't, when you're doing some good stuff, celebrate it. Right. And when you're struggling, try to find bring people in and find ways to fix it. Yeah. And a lot of it's communicating. You know, mm-hmm. communicating. If you're not communicating and you're not opening up those relationships, uh, I think you struggle. You know, and the teams that I've had, some some of the most talented teams I've had haven't won. And then I've had teams that probably yep. were uh, not as talented, but we won because of where we're at, you know? I mean, one year we were, I think you remember we were like two, we were like two and six. We weren't gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. We found a way to get in the playoffs, wow. but we stuck with them and we started telling them, hey, all the outside noise don't matter. It's about us in this room and we, right. we love each other and we're working hard. We know we're close, we're not there, but we're all listening and pointing fingers and let's get back on track. And we find a way to get in the playoffs and we end up winning a state title. Wow. Yeah, you know? yeah. So a lot yeah. of that, that was I mean, a big deal. So how do you go, how do you turn it? How does that happen? It don't happen right. unless you have that type of bond with the kids, you know, and there's a lot to it. It's a lot of work, you know, and what I learned yeah. was instead of trying to get an extra 15 minutes of uh, conditioning or bench press or 15 more plays, sometimes just a five minute uh, sit down and go, Hey, how, how you guys doing? Right. You know, what's going on, what's new, what happened today at school and yeah. what's going on at home. And, uh, you know, even as much as we do, I feel like we still uh, still don't um, do enough of it. You know, it's hard mm, to do that, you know. So it's just I'm um, always trying to find time of of what's going on and kind of teaching. You know, another thing we're thinking about this year, we, we had a coaches meeting this last weekend, and it was really good. We had an incident this year where we um, – we got into a, um, a little skirmish. There was a few of them this year, and we got into right. a <laughs> broke right. up. A couple of kids got kicked out, and you know, and the paper gets blown up like it was a right. big right. street fight. And which is what's just right. competition, and it happens really once a weekend in some various of sport. Right. But that don't make it right, right. you know. So we got to take time to simulate some of that stuff, and mm. how are we gonna avoid that, you know, through film or actions or role playing. You know, we had a, a few touchdowns last year where we scored and maybe put our hands up, got a penalty, uh, did some things that probably weren't the best character-driven things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to really focus on some uh, kind of some role-playing this year and kind of get trying to get ourselves in some of those situations and get better at it, you know. Right. And I think it's important that the kids – if you don't go over that, how do you expect them to react in those right. situations? And I don't think we were prepared. We had talked about it and kind of gave it lip service. But I think until you really take time to talk about it, what are their significance? Because that's kind of where we are now as a program is – we have we know what we're about but there's kind of a perception that we're something else and i think it's right. very important that even though perceptions kind of you know maybe not the whole truth but it's what's other people's truths that are talking about you so it's very important that you take that serious and we got we got to make ways to make roads in those games to make it um to make it a uh, you know just a better perception of where we're at as a program right well i imagine that's because of you going from uh, del oro to capital mm-hmm. that was when that happened that was obviously a big deal mm-hmm. and so a lot of people you know were talking about that so you talk about the perception and what people think is going on versus what's actually happening um you know and one of the things that goes into it is you know how difficult you and you touched on touched on it a little bit but it's pretty challenging to go from a a program where you're winning 
you know, going making these deep playoff runs, winning state titles to a completely new program. Mm -hmm. And then not on top of not only on top of that, you're dealing with all of the, you know, the chirping that's going on, the tweets, the social media stuff that's mm -hmm. being said about you. How is it? How do you keep focused during that type of situation? Um, I, I always take it as a challenge. You know, I, yeah. I love I love Del Loro. I loved it there. It was a great 15 years for me and my family. And I just felt like I had um, taken it to a spot that probably as far as I felt I could take it, I just felt I needed a personal change. I was growing in my faith. I felt like Capital was a great example. I know Jason Harper real well and Rev Cole, and I just felt it was a good uh, a good change for me. And to get a new I wanted a challenge, you know, and I got sure. one, you know. Um, They've had a lot of success, uh, capital in football and other yeah, sports right. at lower levels, and we went from Division Five to Division Three. So I think for me, it was really the challenge. I think one of the biggest challenges was trying to get a, a great staff together that were like-minded, like myself. And I think I've done a good job of getting that together, and then just really trying to work with the kids that are here on campus. They're new kids. They've been taught different ways, and trying to work our way through a lot of. Uh, I would say just more accountability procedural things that sure. maybe weren't or weren't in place. And um, like I said, you know, there's just, there was things at Del Oro that were in place and uh, you know, the schedules were different. People were there on different things. There's just different dynamics here. So we've had to make some changes, but I think that's what's very important is you always got to evaluate what your program is. Mm -hmm. You always got to make adjustments. And I think a lot of people make mistakes and they'll, I hear a lot of them go, you're like in week eight and you're struggling. Well, next year we're doing this and next year we're doing mm. that. Well, we're uh, tomorrow we're doing that. Mm. You know, we, right. we, we, you know, we have a plan in place, right. but if it ain't working, we ain't going to keep going wait, with it. No, no, because we don't know if it, you know, so next year it might not work either. Sure. You know, so it's kind of finding, um, That's interesting. you know, what are you doing well? What, what can you really grow on in certain spots? We're just trying to really find out where we need to get better on a lot of levels. I, I would say the big thing here is just, um, the numbers has been really interesting because mm -hmm. of, you know, there was times at Del Oro, I'd have 180 kids in my program and we got about 60 freshmen through seniors. So we practice mm -hmm. a lot together. Uh, so we, all of our guys coach freshmen through, through to uh, seniors. So we coach the JV and the, um, and the varsity team. Oh, um, okay. We're involved in the junior program. We really feel we want to make an impact from eight to 18. So you'll see That's us cool. at all the junior programs. You'll see us doing a lot. A lot of our coaches are down helping, but I think it for us, it's about, um, you know, I think JV and varsity last year, we had 24 games. So it was 24 opportunities for us to really make that positive impact on kids and adverse awesome. situations in the games. Um, you know, kids, I haven't seen many kids that miss games. I mean, they might miss a practice here and there or a little later or hurt or sore, but it seems like they're all healthy right. and they're all ready to go, ready to go, <laughs> right. you know, on that. So, you know, so we're working through a lot of those types of things um, and we're getting better. We got a long way to go, but, you know, really, really love our kids. They're great kids. And the thing I love about where I'm at right now, it's just a way different dynamic. Um, we've just got a, just a big melting pot, to be honest with you, you know, of uh, just different kids from all over. It's a, it's a big commuter school and to have kids from Elk Grove, Rockland, Roseville, Oak Park, Granite Bay, Eldorado Hills, and then try to put something special together. It's really been, it's really been a, a challenge, but been really rewarding. Awesome. Right. What, a, what a great opportunity to look at it at, like as that, like yeah. as a challenge and yeah. in, a, in a good way to begin a new program. But yeah. so going, well, going off of coming into a new program, so you just came from a, a winning program and yeah. a pretty, you know, for 15 seasons, I think. Yeah. Okay. And so how, so how much do expectations of a winning program in, 
increase the pressure that a coach feels because that's a lot I mean every coach feels some type of pressure but especially if it's a winning program and all those expectations yeah I'm with you on that you know um there's a lot to it you know leaving Del Oro we went to -to back-to-back state titles we won the first year and then lost uh in a tough in the last couple minutes and the second one that I made the move um I'm I mean there's obviously some pressure that goes with it and some stress but I've never really been about that I've, I've been very um process outcome based and I just really work on trying to get better and tweaking things I'm a firm believer in if uh, you know the process correct the outcome will take care of itself and I think that um, the harder I work and the better I can do things the more can come I, you know I, I'm very confident too I, I, I know I'm I know I'm good at what I do and I know I work hard and I know we do things right and I know I got good people around me so I know we're gonna win games um, but you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, I know coming here, there's a lot of talent. There's opportunity to grow something big here. Um, you know, I, I, some people were like, "Well, I wouldn't want that. How do you handle the pressure?" I, I want it because I want to be the best. And I think to mm-hmm. be the best, you got to play the best. Yeah. You yep. got to be challenged. And so, I, I to me, it's uh, I love it, and I love when people doubt me. I really do. It's a chip <laughs> on my shoulder. And uh, but you know, I, I want to do things uh, not only great on the field, I want to do it off the field. And I hope when I leave. Uh, we talk a lot about success and significance, you know, what, what is success? I mean, I've had a lot of success on the field. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate to win six titles at Del Oro. We won one last year here. And so seven's a lot, you know, well, I got seven ring. Well, it's not really about that for me. You know, the, the ring I like the best is the next one, you know, cause it's really about the next day for me, the next journey. And I think with that, I mean, if that defines success, that's, that's a shame. Um, for me, it's the success of those players impact. Like I said, I've had where, down the down the line, you know, I've made a big significant part of their life, and I think that's the the most important part is the relationships. And I think that's where some coaches, and it's been better since I've gotten older. Um, they try to be too um, friendly with, not friendly in a bad way with the kids, but just like a buddy, a pal, and not really mm-hmm. hold them. And there's times I see my other coaches that are bonding better with kids or. You see them doing some things, but I'm kind of holding them to the line, and I'm kind of like that bad cop a lot, right? You know, I mean, it's like mom and dad. Sure. You know, I I love you, but I'm not. I can't let you get away with it, or oh, I got to sit you down. Again. You, you yeah. know, you know, type of thing. I also love and celebrate you and want you over right after I had to discipline you. But I think sometimes, you know, people lose track of that. Of you know, again, if it goes really go back to what's best for the kid, it's going to either be good cop or bad cop certain days. And uh, I right. think some coaches lose track of that and um, yeah. you know and then players take advantage of you and things right. like that so I think there's a fine line and that's why I think you really got to have good guys on your staff because there's gonna be some kids on the team that really resonate with me right and then there's gonna be and you know and then me telling my story that my dad wasn't around my dad was in jail my dad did drugs uh, you know I, I grew up with my mom was outstanding and she raised three boys you know you start raising hands and talk my dad was in the service we do a lot of causes we do like military cause breast cancer awareness is great but you know you kind of bring story we just don't wear pink to wear pink we have people tell their stories of who they know but i think it opens up dialogues where you look at and you see eight or ten kids that you know dad was in jail or this and that happened right. so you kind of got some things but throughout your staff you have different people you know we have um you know people from all over the city from you know different race colors and creeds sexual economic you know it's it's i think it's very important to have that on your staff so your kids can relate to those types of people so i think that's very very important that you know as a head coach you want to be in everybody you can't do it all yourself you know no. you want to have a relationship with every one of your kids and i feel i do but they're going to have some stronger relationships with somebody else on your staff and that's good Absolutely. that's good i hope they have them with everybody you know sure. but i think some coaches yeah. sometimes don't like that you know say whoa whoa i'm, I'm the guy you know it's, yeah. it's all about me you know and i think that's a uh, very important that um that's where it's at that's why you gotta have people on your staff that'll 
give you honest feedback. Right. You know, right. I have a lot of guys that will tell me the truth. Hey, I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. And and you going back to them, and right. you know, and how they're how they're handling things. And what I see with coaches these days is they'll come to football and handle their football part, but then they're not handling it at home or at work and things like that. Right. So we challenge our staff is you know why are you being this way here but not doing oh. the other. It's one thing being a character-driven coach, but why aren't you a character-driven husband and father? Right. You know, and then we can talk about those things and, you know, and try to keep each other accountable. So if we do that's have good. issues, we got guys that can pick us up and put us back in our spot, too. So I think that's very important. Wow. Yeah, no, that's great. Especially because, like you said, if when you start developing the relationship as a coach, when you start developing the relationship with your athletes, they're going to see what you do on the field, but eventually they're going to see your, your mm -hmm. private life. They may yep. see you out in the community. They may see what you do mm -hmm. on social media. And if those two things don't match up, then you're kind of cutting your legs out from underneath you as far as a coach. It's like, yeah. well, why am I going to follow this, yeah. this man or this woman because they're not doing what they say? And so I think that's great. And, you know, something that we, we talk about your coaches and your relationship with your coaches, um, I follow you on Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And something I noticed quite a bit, a, a couple times each season, is you seem to place a, a big emphasis on getting coaches together off the field. One thing, you guys do a lot of cornhole tournaments. Yeah. You love cornhole. That's awesome. Yeah, we do. We, it's Are better, you good? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not bad. Yeah, I, I lost this last weekend. <laughs> oh, but, no. uh, but we, um, yeah, we. I feel it's important to get, we're all busy, you know, with sure. work and the off season. So every year we uh, try to rent a cabin and kind of get away and do some, uh, um, we call it a coaching summit. So that's where we were this last weekend. And, you know, we, we'll talk football and life and things for six, seven hours. And then we'll have a, you know, we like playing cornhole. So it's kind of a cornhole tournament. We play for you know, caps or, you know, little winner gets something bragging rights. Nice. And then, okay. so we try to do that with the coaches. We also feel like it's very important to have the families involved. So in the, in the summer, into the spring and in the beginning of the end of the summer, we'll have all the families over for barbecues and oh, different cool. things because, you know, happy wife, happy life type of thing. You know, <laughs> it's very important for, uh, that's yeah. why I usually ask when uh, I'm hiring coaches is, you know, what's your wife think about your girlfriend or, what she think about you coaching? You know, if they tell me, mm. well, she don't really like it. I know it ain't gonna work out. It might be, it might work out this year, <laughs> but you know, what are they yeah. a part of? What tell me about you? And I won't ask a lot of football questions. I'll ask about life questions. You know, I really That's do good. because I need to know what's going on with the fit and where they're at because mm. they might know football, but they ain't gonna fit with our culture. Right. So we really try to do a good job of getting the um, the wives together, the families together, support one another's kids because then you have a nice. Uh, you know, to bounce stuff off of. And, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a family. And it's nice to know right. who's in your village, you know. Right. So it's, um, I think it's very important. I think that's been one of the, probably one of the smartest things I've done, you know. And I think even, I know I got feedback this weekend from the coaches that that's one thing that one of the positives in our program right now yeah. is a few guys have coached other staffs for, you know, a long time, 8, 10, 15 years, and just say that they, this last year has felt so much more of a family feel than they've ever had, you know, That's after cool. games they left, they just did a lot of stuff, but right. they really appreciate the, the time we spend together, the relationships we're building and, you know, back to loving one another. You can't love one another and you can't have, you know, one thing we talk about a lot is healthy conflict. I think a lot of people don't want to have conflict yes. these days. And yep. I used to be that way. I'd walk away and yep, you're right. Okay. And then yeah. go, <laughs> roll my eyes and kind yeah, of go, but you know, you can't have healthy conflict right. until those relationships are, are there. Right. You know, once they know you care about them, you know where it's coming from. And I think people take too long to figure that process out. And I think the more once you that, you know, it's all about relationships. You build those, but try to build them through the families. I think it's very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, again, another uh, just a big part of why we've had a lot of success. Right. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes I sense. Yeah. I like that, the getting their families together. Because yeah. I, and maybe it's not talked about much, but there are a lot of 
coaches out there, both men and women, who their spouses or girlfriend, boyfriend, or you know partners or, or whoever, mm-hmm. aren't a huge fan of them coaching because it takes up <laughs> so much time. Yeah. And and so yeah. that's I think that that is really smart of you to get there. Yeah, you together. know, I think they get to see, like, yeah. last, it's hard to get, you know, 12 guys up to a cabin in Tahoe and I right. think they're going nuts and, you know, March Madness weekend. Like an unofficial bachelor stuff. party. Yeah, yeah. Like something like that. But I think that they, because they know yeah. what we're about and have seen what we're about, right. it's a little easier for them to go up there, you know, to, right. they, they know what we're trying to do and they've, and we've, you know, they've seen it, you know, so I think right. that's, that's, that's important. Yeah. And uh, it's important for the women to have a, you know, to know one another where they can talk is the only person. It's hard being a coach's wife. It really is. Yeah. Um, at Del Oro, you know, my wife used to sit up in the stands and, you know, you have a couple bad years and they're sitting right behind and they're just ripping me and mm. saying how bad, you know, and so I moved her to the end zone, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know got the point where you have to go. I mean, it's amazing just sure. uh, how the filter people have. And right. now with the social media, you remember that video, that video thing we did with all the the, um, oh yeah, the one I did all the. They sent all these yeah, bad yeah. tweets all year, <laughs> and then we oh, won gosh. the next week. They that all was changed. the, the two and six year. <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. Cut this we video. Back, yeah. yeah, it was um, probably like a f- three or four minute video, and yeah. it's just all, like you just read all the the nasty tweets, yeah, yeah. the nasty uh, mm-hmm. things that were said, and yeah, it was, it was that was a fun one to cut. Yeah, but that's just wow. how we are today. You know, people right. are able to say what they want and not have it's any crazy. replications for it. It's a, that's right. you know that's probably one of the hardest things. And I think once I you know early on, I really would hurt. I would really get bugged by it you know i want yeah. everybody to like me i think i'm doing it right i'm a good guy and sure why don't you, you guys get, get it yeah you know yeah. and i just got you just get the point where hey you know you're gonna have about that's why you got to create your relationships you're gonna have anywhere from 10 to 20 of the people percent of the people who really know what you're about right. and that you're about kids and that yeah. you're about love relationships loving one another and those right. are ones in your corner man and hang with us we had 20 percent they're gonna talk about it when you guys leave here or drop this they're gonna go up he's right. a liar he's, he's a cheese this whatever you want sure. you know do and then it's just, you know, just being consistent with your message and what you're doing, you know, hopefully you can swing that middle 60% of really understanding what you're about, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, you want to have, like I said, you want to understand what perception is and those types of things. But uh, if you've been a part of my program or you've been in our program asking our players and coaches, I mean, I would, I would say 90% high were – we're affected by it, and it's, it's real, awesome. you know, so we're proud of what we've done. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, going back to the social media thing, uh, I think I met your wife a long time ago. I don't think I've met or talked to her recently, but um, we always appreciate her because she's always liking our stuff and sharing our <laughs> stuff on social media. So I imagine that side of it's got to be tough for her because she is she seems pretty active on, like, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. So yeah, she is. seeing the negative stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's hard. There's You know, she wants to respond. I tell her don't respond. But, <laughs> is, you know, but, you know I, I would say that one of yeah. the hardest parts about coming here was um, I still – my daughter was – when we went here, it, my, my kids could still go to Del Oro or stay in the Del Oro school. So my daughter decided to stay there, and she's a sophomore now at Del Oro. Mm, and my son went for a year, and now he's over here. He's a sixth grader here. But I, we didn't really realize it, but um, – you know, I came over here, started something new. My son was a ball boy. My daughter was starting something new at Del Oro, but my wife was kind of in the middle. You know, she was still at Del Oro hearing. Um, it wasn't a, oh, that'd be tough. a very Amalek mm-hmm. McCall uh, leaving over there, I guess. Mm-hmm. The easy, uh, sure. Probably the most right. political way to say okay, it. It, okay. wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't what I was hoping it would be, but, you know, it is what it is. And then coming here, she was kind of caught in between, you know. So yeah, it's hard. And you know, she and she probably struggled the most through the change. But but one of the other best thing I did going back to relationships, I had all the kids over in the summer, and she got to know them, you know. And so it was the yeah. first time she got making those relationships. And I think when we first got married, didn't have kids, we um, had the kids over a lot, you know, like right. kids on our team at Del Oro swimming and barbecuing because we were, you know, we were younger and you know didn't have kids and 
it's just fun being around kids. And yeah. those were some of our funnest teens. And I look back, and the reason why is because she made connections with the boys. You know, now they're in their 30s, you know. Wow. So this last wow. year, I think that was a big part of a lot of our success was, um, you know, having the kids over and her making connections with some of the kids on the team and then going to the games and, hey, hi, how you doing? Yeah. You know, and having those relationships. So that made this year very enjoyable, you know. And to, That's cool. to move up to Division three and, you know, play, you know, oh, you're not going to win, you ain't going to do this, and uh, <laughs> have the success we had and go undefeated and play a great plaster team and win it and come back and win, it was uh, – it was very rewarding. It was, um, you know, from a lot of levels, but it was a special year for us as a family. That's awesome. That's, That's great. great. Um, I do. Um, I have a question about if you. So if you have a new coach, because you you have a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Which means I'm old, right? No. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> That's not what I meant. No. Oh no! I'm just kidding. That's where the interview ends. I'm no. just kidding. Yeah. That was meant to be a compliment. I'm just kidding. No. So if you have a brand new coach sitting next to you, um, you know, asking questions and getting advice, what would you tell them? Um, in terms of how they can begin establishing um, their own team culture. Yeah, I guess I guess it would be, you know, depending on when you're coming in and where you're at the level-wise. I guess if you're a new head coach, yeah. you know, I think it's important to see what uh, people have done before you there and what right. successes have, you know, have they been doing well. Um, you know, I think you also got to look around your campus and see who, who are some successful people or who are some people who are well-respected and kind of get some advice to them to kind of get an idea of the pulse of the school. It's hard to just jump in and do, like I, when I came here, there was a lot of things I put in that I did at Del Oro that were successful for 15 years, but they just weren't fits here. You know, I go back to everybody wearing the same clothes and all that stuff, I, you know, it just wasn't happening. So I could, I could make a huge deal about a kid wearing black shorts or blue shorts, or I could, you know, happy they're there you know initially so there's just things you kind of yeah. go so i think that's very important that's something i would probably done a little better of of kind of just getting to know the pulse of where you're at i think that's important but then i think i think you really gotta be true to what your values are i really do um you know i, I always look up to try to look at people i i uh, programs that i respect go find out what they're doing people i respect so i would say that's probably what i would do as a new coach and find ways that good people are doing it and get ideas and sometimes uh you know, there's a lot of great coaches out there that are you know, yellers, high, you know, high charisma, this and that, and that might not be your personality, you know, so you got to kind of find what fits for you, you know. Um, so I think those are kind of things you got to kind of go. And then once you get your philosophy and kind of what you're about, you got to get some people around you to believe in the process of what you're putting in. And then I think you got to stick to it, you know, and you're going to tweak things, but um, don't let the outside noise uh, uh, move you. And I see a lot of teams just uh, they go with the wind. I mean, it's one year they're doing this, the next year they're doing oh, that, man, you know, rough. next year you're going here. So you got to find something to put your hat on and give it what you got. So I would say once you make a decision to go, stick with it, yeah. tweak it, evaluate it, always assess, and don't be afraid to change in the middle of the season. Don't wait till, um, you know, like I said earlier, don't wait till, well, we'll do next year we're doing this and this and that. So I think that would probably be the biggest advice, but I would probably say uh, find out really what's true to you and, uh, you know, put your hat on and go. Awesome. That's good. That's good. So you really, as a coach, especially going from a new program or trying to create, you know, going from program to program or going to a, a new school completely, maybe you haven't coached yet, and then trying to establish that program, you really have to be flexible as a coach. But then there's probably also things, like you've mentioned quite a bit, the character stuff, non-negotiable. Yeah. So there certain things you keep, you know, yeah. kind of through any team you, you coach at. But then other things, like you said, the socks. Yeah. Just not going to work here. But if yeah. you try to stick to it, you're probably going to go crazy. Yep. Yeah. So that, that would be tough. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you know once you kind of get like you know, me where I've gone through a couple of years, there's a few things that I know we got to get better at, and mm -hmm. so I got to find ways. Uh, you know, I got to do a better job with the staff. You know, the teachers here and the administrators, and them getting to know me, 
and they know me because I'm on campus, but I have 13, 1400 coaches that they don't even know, they don't know who right. people are. So yeah. I got to do a better job of getting my guys out in front of mm -hmm. staff on campus, administrators on campus, and see that they're good guys and who they're fighting. So when people, the noise outside that's saying we're this or that, they've got relationships with these people. I go, no, I've, I know the guy. He's a great right. guy, and I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Right now, we haven't done a – I've kind of been in there, but not my whole guy. So that was something yeah. that came up this weekend that, you know, we got to do a good job of evaluating where we're at, how can we make it better, and those are right. some things we want to do. And yeah. we got to – you know, we got, everybody's got kids in their program that um, – I don't want to call it red flag, but have a little different issues at home if right. it's uh, not having a, you know, a different parent situation or – Whatever there's, we have a lot. You know, every school has a lot of issues of kind of helping those kids that are struggling, and not just one person, two people, three people get a lot of filters in, and working with their teachers and administration so that uh, we've got a lot of support for them, and uh, not giving up on kids and shipping kids out. They made a mistake, and trying to be proactive and not reactive. And I think that's going to be a big part of our next year is really starting to make a little better, more ends on that end on campus and with our with our kids that are difficult. We actually just spoke about that with Vicky. Warren, we were talking yeah. about that um, and what coaches can do to get connect, more connected with mm -hmm. the teachers on campus, especially if, yeah. like you said, if you're a teacher on campus and you're also a coach, it's, it's kind of built into your day. You're probably going to get to know some of the teachers around campus. But if you're a coach that's off campus, I think it's really important to get to know the teachers and the administration because, right. like you said, you know, if you don't know the student, oh, and you're right. Deb, Deb's also a teacher, yeah. so yeah. it's like it probably helps out a lot when you're yeah. dealing with athletes in your classes well, if you know right. the coach. And it's hard yeah. because most of our coaches now, there's not, there's they're off campus coaches, I and mean, we have right. teachers that coach and do it. But yeah, like at Del Oro, I had one time I had 13 on campus coaches in my program. Wow, and when I left, there was three. Wow. So, not you know, not that an off campus coach can't have value on your campus but no, just no, no. knowing how it works and people around right. the school and when you're in the lunch room they're saying good things or what have you and getting to know the stories mm -hmm. so that's I think it's really hard and most practices start at four o'clock three thirty four and five and I'm not saying most teachers you know but they're gone so how do you right. create that point. not not all the teachers go to the games not go right. to all the events so you know we had staff appreciation days we try to do things to make them oh, that's cool. excited you know and come out and you know i think over time you know it'll, it'll get better and things like that but i think that's very very important of you know how can you make that happen because again it's back to relationships you don't know anybody right. you're not going to be defending them you know you're not right. going to be trying to help them you know so right. we got to work on that so we gotta, always got to evaluate how we're doing in that area and that, again that's one that we're going to focus on a lot this year right cool that's awesome something that um we do at uh, my school um is at the beginning of the school year we have like an, um, an athletic like big giant meeting of like every coach um every all the athletic directors every um, admin um we and then we try to invite the um the chairs of each department mm -hmm. like at our school and different teachers and counselors to so granted it's not the entire school like of staff people there but we just try to get as many um, people staff members as we can and we have just a big like um, end of the summer right before the school year starts just everyone meeting all the new coaches and we kind of get That's to know each idea. other we have great a barbecue idea. yeah it's yeah. really um, we've done three, three of them already. And that's really good. Yeah. And that's some stuff we're throwing around. I think that's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Great idea. So that was a good way. That's been a good way for everyone to kind of get to know each other. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of coach turnover yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I said, you can see Casey's <laughs> yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think those things I'm worried about, I, you know, I'm, I'm in the rolling up close to 50 here and I've been, you know, I started in my thirties like though. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been, you know, I've been want you back. 20, yeah. 25, 30 years, you know, coaching. Yeah. And a lot of the guys I kind of came on with that were head coaches or, you know, we're not, we were young and now we're kind of 
getting not we're not old old but we're kind of getting in there and there's really not a lot of um 20 something 30 something coaches especially in the male sports that i you know they're there i remember you saying that and yeah. it's there's a big drop so i'm worried i'm really worried about that you know so a lot of younger coaches are getting hired aren't on not that you have to be a teacher to coach but we're kind of losing those teachers and I think t teaching and coaching are kind of the same thing. So those are some concerns that I'm, you know, worried about is just not having enough young male teachers that are kind of coming through. It's a tough job. Right. Yeah. You know, it's getting harder and harder with the social media and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard to, you know, who wants to sign? You know, we're, I'm kind of in it and that's what I do. But, I mean, right. you know, when they kind of look at some options they have from, uh, you know, I mean, you really, you really got to be a special person to kind of get in it and take some of the heat. And it's got to be about the kids and relationships. It's not a... Uh, there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows you know it's a lifestyle and it's not one that everybody's made for right. you know so right so i'm worried about that in that sense but hopefully you know well, there's some, a lot of good ones out there but hopefully we'll see some more change in that through the next couple of years yeah yeah that'd, that'd awesome. be that'd be great well i have um so we're, we're kind of up against it as far as time we want to be respectful of your time but um one of the things that we've been doing is asking our guests if they have one final thought and i'm going to kind of guide your thought a little bit because okay. of something you said so if you if if uh, any young coach is listening or even someone who's thinking about getting into coaching um you were just saying that's one of your big concerns yeah what what's what are some reasons why you would encourage them to do it like what's the benefit of coaching and what's the impact that they can have if they do decide to coach long term i think when you um and i think i'm seeing it more now that i'm older like i said i've been to some uh um, just the impact you can make on a kid um, mm -hmm. and just the time you put in it's not easy but it's like planting a seed you're just planting and water and water and water when you see it uh you know come full circle it's a it's very rewarding i'll give you a good example my birthday was in march you know and with social media you get a lot of, hey happy birthday coat you know that, it's all great seeing it sure. but you know you get a call from a you know an ex-player you know hey coach mm -hmm. you know how you doing love you miss you and you know you're like man you know just it was just good you know just good good stuff of right the rewards, um, I think it's, um, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if you've seen uh, um, the movie with the um, the baseball movie where the the guys uh, fill the fill the dreams. Fill the dreams, yeah. And the guys doing all these things, they're telling them, and he's like, "Dude, like, when do I get mine, man? When's it coming?" <laughs> right, and he right. gets an opportunity to play a catch with his dad that died. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just one of those things mm -hmm. that everybody's uh, just so impatient, and it's right. all quick fix, and it's. It's like uh, it's like marinating. I'm a barbecue guy. It's like you're yeah. gonna, it's just like you're marinating something for a long time, yeah. and it's gonna be the best bite you've ever had. So I think it's like, you know, with with that having, just understand that the impact you can make on a, a kid, you know, boy or girl, and just changing their um, dynamics, um, breaking that cycle. I know, like with my family, like I said, you know, it it took you know it took a, we broke a cycle. We went to college, and now people in our family. Are going to college, you know, wow. you got you got to break a chain, you right. know, you got to you got to break a cycle. And I think that if you're getting in and it's about relationships and really diving in, I think when you're in the the deep water and the highs and lows of a season, you really find out you, what you're made out of. And sometimes you don't want to see it or hear it, but you got to find ways to get back. And um, I I think it makes you tough. I really do, and I think it's just so rewarding um, on those levels. But it's tough. But I, what I've found in life is. Um, you know, nothing, anything that's hard and you've put time in and worked worked real hard on, it's just that much more rewarding at the end. I've gotten a lot of quick fixes and hey, you hear that? And I'm like, eh, okay, I didn't mean that much, but when you right. really put it in, so it's, um, you know, it can be a grind. It's a lot of hard work, but it, it's worth it, you know, and I think it's just, uh, it just, and it keeps you young. I really, it really does, you know, and I've got a lot of friends that, um, you know, now that I'm getting older that, you know, making good money and doing great things and 
they can go buy a car and they can do this and that, but they'll come to my game on a Friday night and see my kids come up to me, give me a hug and tell me I love them and having mm -hmm. a good time. And they're like, dude, I just want, I'll, you know, they can't, they can't buy that. Right. They can't buy it because they haven't done it. So I think it's one of those things that it's something you can't buy. And I think if anybody's been in a good relationship, um, you know, that feeling, you know, and I think from my dad, you know, um, like I said, I had glimpses where he was a great dad doing little league and things like that. But one thing I learned from my dad was I, I don't want to be like my dad. Mm -hmm. So it's um, very important for me to, with my kids to be a great dad, you know? Right. So I think I've learned that through that relationship. And I think the more you can get an adversity in your life and fight through it and doing those things, it's uh, it's very rewarding. And uh, it's a long-winded answer, I know, but no, it's, good. It's, it's a hard journey. It's a, it's a, it's a long journey. There's a lot of up and downs, a lot of questioning. Why am I doing this? It'd be easier to do this or that. But I kind of, kind of, kind of put it with my faith. It's, it's like your faith, you know, it's, it's a uh, highs and lows, you know, mm -hmm. it really is. And questioning and doing this and that, but just, if you can stick to the process, I mean, a lot of, I've had a lot of favor because of what I've done and I hope to continue to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's, it's very rewarding. I think that's the way to do it. And people say, oh, I want to make a difference or do this. But I guess to me, you know, back to what I said, I, you know, I've always wanted to be successful, but to me, I really want to be significant. Mm -hmm. And when I leave, I don't want to be known for what I did on the field. I want to know what I mm -hmm. did off the field. And uh, I hope that's hope that's my, you know, I don't know, legacy or whatever or my career I remembered for. Yeah. Right. And I think that um, if you can get to that stage and get through, you know, until you really figure it out as a coach, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the best job you got. It really is. Well, awesome. young coaches, if you don't want to coach after that, I don't know if you should right. be coaching. <laughs> uh, Deb, yeah. where can they find us? Um, they, you guys can find us at uh, Twitter, at Sports Character, Instagram, at Character Combine, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we're on LinkedIn, too. And we're I don't know why. I just felt right. <laughs> <laughs> that's and good. They, and I think that's it. That's cool. All our, that's all our social media sites, right? That's it. Yes. Okay. You got it. Thank you so, so much for being on well, here. Well, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. I really, like I said, enjoy, enjoy everything with Character Combine and you guys, and appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Good luck this season. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right.